Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophile Hour. I am your host slash cousin, Erica the Bibliophile, and we are here for day 13. I don't think I did this the last podcast of read a book, record a podcast, my 31 days of podcasting, where I'm going to release an episode every day of the month. We are here with a brand new series. It's a short series by L. Kaysen, and it is The Beauty of the Street Love, A Texas Tale. There are only three parts of this series, and I'm ready to get started. Let's go. Shamar is a 22-year-old young lady, and she has recently graduated from college, and her present to herself is a year-long trip slash tour around Africa and Asia. But before she goes, she wants to visit her half-brother, Tavi. They share the same dad, who is 17. 17 years old. Tavi is a corner boy with dreams of building his own empire. And she's there once again trying to convince him to come live with her. But like always, he refuses. And while they're having this conversation slash argument because Tavi is not having it, you know, he's like, I'm grown, I'm in the trap, I'm doing what I got to do, leave me alone. His door is kicked in and Trip Kenzie with two of his bodyguards slash goons walk in and they're pointing guns at Tavi. And Tavi pushes Shamar behind him, you know, like my sister ain't got nothing to do with this, don't worry about it. Trip is there because Tavi stole some bricks from one of their traps and he's there to get him back. And when Tavi acts as if he doesn't know what Trip is talking about, Trip takes Shamar. You know, Tavi tries to fight, but one of the guys knocks him out and go. I think they went across his face with a gun. So Trip takes her to his brother Trey, who is someone else who calls himself retiring from the game. And there's four brothers and one younger sister. So it's a family business that they all play a part in. Trey is or was the enforcer and Trip was just the manager. So he wants to go back to managing. He's like, this ain't my part of the business. Trey and Shamar, you know, of course it starts off rocky because... Trey is woken up from a phone call from Trip telling him, I left you a surprise in your living room. And it's a bound and blinded, I want to say even gagged, Shamar. And he's like, you know, what are you doing in here? And he finds out that her brother is involved. So it's just real rocky. And he calls her brother stupid And she's like, you know, he wasn't too stupid. He managed to get inside of your warehouse and steal whatever you guys want back. And he puts his gun up to her neck, telling her, don't talk about my family ever. And, you know, of course, this scares her because she's not about that life. She don't know nothing that's going on. Then he unties her because Shamar is supposed to be this thick I guess they're trying to give off the illusion of her being plus size, but the only thing they emphasize of her being big is her chest and 
her butt and like her thighs and I'm just like that's not a big girl cause when Trips sees her first he's like you know she's not my type but she looked good and oh I know who likes girls like her my brother cause he likes some more skinny <coughs> excuse me and so you know he tries to make her feel welcome cause it's just like Okay, I got to hold you to my brother's call again, but you do look kind of good. So let me make the best of it. So yeah, he offers her food. She refuses, but he does let her take a bath where he finds her crying because it's just like she's been in there for too long. And he's like, what's the problem? She's like, what's the problem? Why am I crying? Like, what do you mean? I may be raped and killed. My brother might already be dead. I don't know what's going on. I just want to go home. He pulls her out of the tub and like sits her on his lap and tells her he won't let anything happen to her and her brother is all right. Sin is Shamar's best friend and she's supposed to be dropping Shamar off at the airport. So she's very surprised when she pulls up to Shamar's house and she doesn't see her car and she doesn't hear anything from her. So she calls Tavi who answers quickly and, you know, she tells him, I'm here to pick up Shay, but she ain't here. And he says, I know. So she calms down thinking, you know, oh, she's with her brother. And she says, tell that heifer to come back so we can go. Had me all nervous. And he tells her, Sin, she's not here either. The Kinsey's got her. And this makes her fall to her knees because everybody knows what like how much of a dangerous family they are and sin you know she's ready for war about shamar she says i ain't never not once played about no shamar cachet parker and i thought that was so cute <laughs> i'm like when you got a friend that's ready to ride like let's ride and she says you know they have been best friends since like middle school or something like that her parents weren't the best they never kept the utilities on. They never gave her any money. But Shamar always shared everything with her. And she never told anybody about, about it. And in return, she protected Shamar. Like, you know, she wasn't the rah-rah type wanting to fight with anybody. So she protected her in that way. And they've been best friends ever since. <clears throat> So Sin jumps into her car and she flies up to this car wash where the Kinseys are known to be. And she confronts Trip like, you know, where is Shamar? And she says, I don't know which one of y'all did it, but I need her to reappear like right now. I don't give a fuck what Tavi, his name is Tavion, what Tavion got going on. And Trip reaches behind his back and he pulls out a gun and taps her nose with it but sin ain't scared she's like you know i want my friend back so we can do whatever and he says you know who are you talking to you want your brain splattered across this lot and she tells him you do what the fuck you feel but as long as these brains is in this skull i'm gonna keep asking where my friend is he grabs her hair 
and he tells her shamar is where the fuck i put her at that is none of your business you're lucky we in a public spot and that i respect stubs otherwise the next thing getting washed here would be the pieces of your head and she tells him kill me if you're gonna do it and he brings her head closer and tells her i'ma fuck you first though and you know this uh starters her a little bit and she jumps back and he tells her get in your car and leave while you can and trip is there with their other two of their other brothers ty and tamir and as she's leaving ty says damn my dad ass is fat trip smiles but then tells him let that be the last time you look at it though and it's like what shamar asks trey when am i going home and he says maybe a week it depends on both of our brothers. And she says, a week? Ugh, I have a life. And he said, you're lucky. The rest of the people who crossed us don't. So, you know, don't take my kindness for weakness. Because it could be very different. And, you know, she's walking around the house in his clothes. But he had someone buy her some clothes and bring them to them. And he tells her to hurry up and get dressed. And, you know, she still has an attitude about hearing that she may be there for another week. And he says, because if you don't, I'm going to get in that bed with you and I'm going to get in you. So she, she hurries up and get dressed. And, you know, she's starting to look at Trey more and more. And his description is he has a short curly afro and deep brown eyes framed by thick long lashes he didn't smile much but i seen the dimples in his cheek i couldn't think of another word for his lips except kissable his skin was skin sun kissed sorry and smooth i wasn't usually fond of beards and mustaches but his were perfect sexy trimmed and lined up and that body he obviously worked out every day. Yeah, he was beautiful. So, you know, she's starting to look at this man in a whole nother light. And against her will, she finds herself liking him. She doesn't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome, you know, what's going on. But in a very short amount of time, they digging on each other. And, you know, they're sitting around the house. He's playing the game and she's bored. And he's like, you know, I asked you if you wanted to play. And she's like, no, I want to ask you some questions. And he tells her, I'm not your business, Shamar. Go get one of them books or something. So, you know, this hurts her feelings because she thought they was cool like that. And it's like, girl, why would you think that? Like, you, you are business, sweetheart. Like, don't think anything else. And when she does get up, he tells her, come sit back down. You know, like, just like that, switching back and forth. And she can feel herself getting upset, but he's like, you know, what do you want to know? And she tells him, tell me about the Kinsey brothers, anything that you are willing to share with me, like what? And why have I never seen you? Because it's like people have heard of Trey, but not too many people interact with him. And he's the oldest of four brothers. He's 26. Uh, Trip is next at 24. Ty is 22. And then Tamir is 21. And Tamir has a twin sister, Tamar. You know, and they're both 21. They're the youngest. 
His parents are still alive and married together. And they took over the family business once their dad retired. So, you know. And he tells her, you probably haven't seen me because I'm coming off a five-year bid. Started out as a gun charge, but he kept getting in trouble while on the inside. And while he was in there, he decided he was going to retire too. Not too many people get to do get to do that in their line of work. So he decided to take advantage of it. But his brothers, they won't leave him alone. Like, basically, you're going to come work with us. Like, we ba- we just getting started. And she asks him, what does he do in the business? And he tells her, I handle cleanup. I kill people. Lots of people. I make them hurt. Then I end them. Usually with guns at the end. I'm like that dead shot guy. I never miss. And it's just like, wow, this freaks her out for a bit. And Trip breaks into Sin's house and whispers into her ear, I came to collect. She didn't scream, but her eyes like pop open and she like jumps back from him. And she's looking at a door and then looks back at him and says, what do you want? His real name is Tristan. And... There's a back and forth of that, but I'm just going to stick to the nicknames because that's too much confusion of trying to remember who is who. So whichever name I say first, that's the name we're going with. And he says, what did I tell you? And she says, no, thank you. He said, I ain't no rapist, so stop looking crazy. And she keeps looking at the door. So he says, you got a nigga in there? Because I can go in there and tell him that it's over. And she looks at him crazy like, no, you cannot. And they just start talking, having little conversations until they hear a noise from the room that she's been staring at. So now Tripp thinks that there really is a man in there. So he gets up and goes to the door. She follows him screaming and says, Tripp, no. And she's beating on his arm and he don't pull out a desert eagle and aimed it at the door. But when the door opens, it's a it's a uh, a kid. A little chocolate drop that looks just like sin. So she has big hair, big eyes, and she's just so cute. And the baby is looking at him as she tells her mom, like, mom, I had to go to the bathroom, but who is your friend? And sin just tells her nobody. And he says she was mad. He understood, but he was definitely going to be somebody to both of them. And it's like... Somebody you just held a gun to, you all all of a sudden decided that you're going to be in not only hers, but also her daughter's life. Like, you said you were just going to have sex with her. You didn't say nothing about being in a relationship and being in their lives. So while the little girl leaves to the bathroom, she says, this is why I can't fuck with you. You could have killed my baby. And he says, why didn't you tell me you had a, a kid? I don't hurt kids. When should I have told you that, Trip? When you had the gun to my head or when you just broke into my house? And he started to feel bad. And he's like, and then you came up to the car wash earlier talking all crazy. What if I would have actually killed you? So once again, how do we go back to you deciding you're going to be in her daughter's life if you're still thinking about how you almost killed her? And she tells him, you know what? You didn't even take the safety off. I, I wasn't even worried about it. And so, you know, she's over the situation. She says, can you just leave? For all I know, you could have killed my best friend and I'm over it. 
And he says, no, she okay. She with my brother and I ain't leaving. I got to meet my baby girl. Like, sir, how, how are we this personal already? We are not. Please get out of my house. And so, but he does introduce himself to the little girl and her name is Sinai and she's smiling at him and he's like thinking to himself, okay, one down, got another one to go. And it's like, of course, you're not going to get the mom that easy because you done held a gun to her head and her daughter. But, you know, of course, this little girl don't know that. She just sees a man who's smiling at her and trying to get to know her. And she's a toddler. So, hey, it's been three days since Shy was taken. Shay, Shy, Shamar. See, look, I'm messing up my own self. And they finally agreed to meet with Tavion. And as they're sitting down across from each other, Ty is the first one to speak. He says, you plan to rise from corner board to kingpin on our backs? A thieving ass nigga like you ought to get his head busted immediately to send a message to anyone else who gets these same hopeful thoughts. And Trick tells him, you know, I'd ask how you do it, but I really don't care because the weak link has already been taken care of. And that leaves them in need of a new lieutenant. So, you know, that would be him. And Ty really isn't with it because he's like, you know, how we know he ain't going to betray us when we let our guard down and we just welcome welcoming this nigga in with open arms. But, you know, Tripp is like, he's good. He's loyal. He's smart. He fast. So I want to see where it go. And Tavi asks about his sister. Tripp tells him, you know, she's alive and well. Don't worry about it. Um, we told you she all right. That's all that matters. And Tamir tells him she's with our older brother. And like I said, everybody knows about Trey. And Tavi is like, Trey out of jail. You sent my sister to a psychopath. And Tripp tells him he don't fuck with women like that unless they need to. And he ain't no psychopath. All of them doctors finally agree. <laughs> That reminds me, what is that? It's like a movie or something where it's like, I'm not crazy. I was tested. Like, I'm not crazy. All the doctors said so. I've been tested. It's some movie that is hilarious. But Tommy tells him, I want to talk to my sister to seal this deal. So Tripp gets uh, Trey on the phone and says, where's the girl? And it's like quiet for a minute because we're only hearing Tripp's part of the uh, conversation. And he says, nigga, I brought her to you. Now I need your permission to talk to her. Ain't nobody going to upset her. Her brother wants to talk to her. So Toby gets on the phone thinking that it's Shamar, but it's still Trey. And he tells him, you get her caught up in some stuff like this again, and I'll be the one busting in your door. And I'm going to separate your head from your shoulders. So basically, you know, take good care of her and they talk to each other and he's like you know you all right she's like i'm good i'm just ready to come home and this is when trey takes the phone and hangs it up because he's like enough of this conversation and trip calls his name because you know like they shook hands and they're about to be done and he says i was wondering your motive for trying to come up so quickly i did a little checking and he nods towards the door and the door opens and Tavi's girlfriend comes out, his pregnant girlfriend. 
And he jumps up and reach for his gun, but there's multiple already pointing back at him. And he tells them, you know, I don't play about my girl ever. Like, don't do that. And Trip just says he needed a little leverage, but he can shut up and go celebrate because his life is about to change. Sin is waiting for her date to show up with a guy named Alex. You know, there are friends who casually date from time to time. And she likes Alex because he's the best listener ever. He holds her hand and doesn't move his eyes and just lets her talk and talk and talk, which she loves. But while this is happening, they fail to see the person looming over their table, which is Trip. And he didn't say a word. He just gets into the booth beside her and says, what are we eating? And she's like, excuse me, you can't see I'm on a date. And he said, no, you can't be on a date. I told you to deal last night, which means, you know, like we're together. So you can't be on a date with somebody else. And he turns to Alex and says, this one right here is mine. And I'll play about mine. So you got time to find something else to do tonight. And Alex comes right back. Like he don't show no type of fear. He says, she didn't mention you. And she and I go way back. So... He says, that ends right now, or your life does. Up to you. And it's just like, what? What is going on here? And so Trip looks back and forth between Sin and the guy Alex, smiles, and pulls out his gun. So he says, get up and leave my girl table right now. And Alex is still trying to play hard. And he's like, you know, I ain't going nowhere. But Sin has to plead with him, like, please just get up and leave. And he tells Tristan, you know, you do anything to hurt her and we gonna fight. Like, I don't care what you say. And Trip plays him no mind and just grabs the menu and is like, what you want to eat? So I'm like, what? What is going on? And he just, he sees no problem with it. Like, Sin doesn't even want to eat. She gets up and they go back to her place. And she tries to close the door in his face, but he comes in and she's like, you are totally ridiculous. Like, what is your problem? And as she's trying to go on and on, he leans in and kisses her. And at some point, you know, she just softens up and leans into the kiss and she's going with it. So he's like, where's your room? And she says right there, Trish, Tristan Neil Kinsey. So she knows his full name. So he can tell that she did some digging and some research on him. And he says, you know my whole name and I don't even know your first name. And she's like, yes, you do. It's just sin. Just sin. But her first and middle name is Sinclair because her mother's maiden name was Sinclair. But, you know, her name is spelled C-Y-N. And then her middle name is C-L-A-I-R-E. And the last name was S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R. But I thought that was a cute spin. So she gets the mother's maiden name as then as well as having her father's maiden name. That was a cute little twist. And he knows things about her too. He's like, you're working on a degree at UH. I already have a degree in business management. And my long-term goals is taking over some of my father's business interests. So it's like, okay, we know each other. Let's get down to it. And as they get to the bedroom, she says, you know what I've always wanted to do? 
strip for someone. So, you know, he's smiling and grinning like, yeah, I'm the someone for that. The only one, actually. And so I was like, I'm not playing. I'm not sharing you. I told you that last night. I'm telling you tonight. If you fucking with me, it's me only. And you're fucking with me. So she says, I can try that if you're mine exclusively. And he's like, is that what you want? And she says, can you be exclusive? exclusive he says i could be anything i put my mind to so you know they have sex and their relationship is blossoming to something else shamar has been with trey for five days trip called like actually a few days ago to say that he can bring her back but trey just doesn't want to he's getting attached to shamar but he goes to her and tells her to grab a duffel bag and pack some clothes. And she says, why? I'm not going anywhere. And he tells her, I'm going to take you somewhere. Then I'll take you home. And, you know, like she kind of got scared. And he's like, what you scared for? Um, didn't I tell you that I, was gonna, I wasn't going to let anything happen to you? So why are you acting like you don't trust me even after I told you that? And she hugs him and she says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I do trust you to keep me safe. So their first stop is a resort where, you know, he treats her to a spa day where she gets anything she likes done. And they're still bonding. But then when they kiss and it's about to go a little further, or I think they're about to kiss, no, they did kiss. Sorry. And um, he gets a phone call. And then he tells her, put some clothes on. And she's she's like, no, I'm actually kind of sleepy. And he says, man, I ain't got time for that. Go put some clothes on and let's go. Like, we got to go. Um, That was Trip on the phone. And somebody had busted into one of their traps and started shooting. And they took some stuff. Tamir was in was in there counting and he had gotten shot and they left a message saying that they were coming back. So that's why they had to rush out the door because he has to go check on his brother. So they find his family in the waiting room and his mom just collapses into him crying and this upsets him. And he goes over to his brothers who update him on Tamir's condition and he's been in surgery for a couple hours and doctors tried to remove the bullet close to his spine. And then another bullet missed nicking his heart and the side of his head has been grazed. So, you know, it's a lot going on and the family just trying to hold it together. So after a few hours, the doctor comes out to talk to them and tells them that Tamir is out of surgery and they were able to remove the bullets but right now he's heavily sedated and will be for most of the next day. But she is allowing the family members to see him and, you know, talk to him for a few minutes each. Ty can't go in. He and Tamir are like the closest outside of Tamir being close to his twin Tamar. Them two are the closest. So he just couldn't take seeing him like that. So he decides not to go in. But inside of the waiting room, you know, Trey brought Shamar and then Tripp also had Sin by his side. So at this point, both of the guys introduced their girlfriends to their parents. 
And Shamari turns to Trey and tells him, my brother's going to take me home so you can stay with your family. Trey ain't having it. He said, you leaving just like you got here with me. And she says, why does it matter? You haven't said a dozen words to me since you got here. So, you know, I'm leaving. And she turns her back on him. And he, like, turns her around and says, what do you want, Mouse? That's his nickname for her. Because after he pulled that gun out on her the first time, you know, she got quiet as a church mouse. I found out my brother was shot and somebody tried to fuck up my family's business. That was on my mind. That shit gonna stay on my mind. And I don't need your little dramatic ass throwing fits. And she like calms down and she's like, you know, I'm not trying to take your attention off of your family. I would never try to do that. But when you yank me up and just say, let's go, you can tell me what's going on. So I'm not just sitting here like not knowing what's going on. So he like he nods his head in agreement and his brothers like start to clown on him. And when Tripp starts talking, Shamar hides behind Trey because, of course, she's a little scared of Tripp. And this upsets uh, Trey, and he goes over and punches Trip in his jaw. So this starts a fight, and Shamar and Sin are standing next to each other, and Trip goes over that way, and Shamar just gets nervous. And Trey is like, you scared of him? And she's like, uh, he broke into my brother's house, pointed a gun at us, and made someone grab me and drug me. He kidnapped me. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of this man. And, you know, Trey's about to go off, but Tripp interjects and he's like, um, I'm sure you know how the game goes, so I ain't finna say I'm sorry. But the sad part is, I don't think she does. So it's just like, what are we supposed to do with this information? She don't know how the game go. So what now? She just got to get over it, which basically she does. But she says, your brother is my partner and you're with my brother. And my girl is your best friend. So, you know, we all intertwined either way it go. I'm going to protect your life with mine. You ain't got no reason to be scared of me. Understand. So, it's like after a few beats, she holds out her hand for him to shake. And everything is all good. And he tells her, you going to see I'm a cool guy. Just ask your girl. I got her nose wide open. And I, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's just like, you know, we, we family, baby. That was just a little misunderstanding. It's all good now. And, you know, like, basically, you just gonna have to get with it or get lost. And she got with it. Ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own. Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Trey takes Shamar's virginity and when they're about to have sex for the second time, his phone rings and, you know, like he has to go. And Shamar can't believe she's just like, you're leaving. And his thought process is this is going to happen a lot. You know, he's going to get calls on his business phone and he got to jump up and leave. And if she's going to be with him, and she definitely is, she's going to have to get used to it. 
But she tells him, don't come back. I'll be gone. And he tells her, you know, I'll be back and I'll find you always. And she doesn't respond to that. But they found the guys that shot Tamir and, you know, as his part in the business is to torture and get answers so that's basically what he does because there's some graphic stuff in here and I just don't want to describe it but one of his things is he has a habit of telling stories as he's about to murder people so he's talking to them as he's killing them and it was just kind of creepy and while Shamar and Sin are out shopping they get a call from the guy's mom and she wants to sit down and talk to them and they plan to have a light dinner the dinner is basically her explaining like you know you got to be strong to deal with them not only my sons but also what they do so it's just like if you don't see yourself being with them and loving them this is the perfect time to back up and back away but she has a special message for shamar and she says if you're gonna be with him you have to be able to deal with the dark and the dark is just a place he goes to while he's committing these moments of torture and killing people. And he takes that on so his brothers don't have to. And yes, they take advantage of that, but that's just who he is. So, you know, that's something that you have to deal with. And, you know, after the dinner trip, Texas sin. But Shamar doesn't hear anything. And she tries to call him, but he rejects her phone call five times in a row. And he feels bad about that, but he's just in no shape to be around her. After he goes into this said dark place, you know, he needs time to get back to his regular self. So he's just in no shape to be around her. And although it hurts her feelings, it's just something he got to do. And then, you know, he goes to see her anyway because it's just like he can't sleep because he's so used to her so quickly. So he goes to see her and one minute he's saying like, you know, I'm going to leave her alone. And the next he wants to be right up under her. So when he goes to her house, he sees a car there and this upsets him. But it's just her brother, Tavi. And, you know, they're hugging each other jumping around and when she sees him you know she gets upset she's like why are you even here and he's still not in a mind frame to be around her but he's there he goes into her bedroom and he's just going to go back to sleep but he just wanted to be around her and she tells him you don't get to fuck me and abandon me and then ignore me and then try to come and sleep in my bed that's not how this goes and he's like, you know, that's not what happened, but whatever. And she tells him, you know, you need to get out because I'm not going to be here. Tavi bought her another trip since it was his fault that she missed the last one. And he says, trip, you want a reimbursement? I'll, you know, I'll take you anywhere you want to go. But right now that ain't going to happen. And she tells him, you know, like, uh, this is Africa and Asia and I'm going to be gone for a year so. You know what? You can stay here. You can do what you got to do, but I'm leaving. And he tells her, you really think you leaving for a year? Have you lost your mind? You think I'm going to stay here for somebody who can fuck me and toss me to the side without a thought? Have you lost your mind? 
And he's like, you, you know, that's not what happened. You know, I had to go on business. That is not what happened. And she's just feeling the way she's like trip text in. And he went to go check on her. But you, you rejected my calls. I shared myself with you and it meant nothing to you. And he tells her, you know, I swear that's not how it went. It meant a lot to me. But last night, you know, when I was done, I had to get my mind right. I just couldn't be around you. And he says, you know, I still don't feel right right now, but I can't sleep without your big head ass. So here I am. And I know you're all sunshine and soft, but I'm too selfish to let you go. So it's like he knows that she's not meant for this life, but he don't fell in love, even though he ain't going to say that. And he can't let her go. Sin brings Sanai up to the car, Stubbs car wash and trip like it's having a conniption. He's like, you know, what you doing out here? I don't even like y'all up here. You need to take her and leave. And Sin is like, she wanted to see you before she left. And he's like, left? You ain't said nothing about her leaving. She can't go nowhere without a detail. Somebody has beef with me and my brothers right now. So that means they have beef with our families. So he calls her a little bit. So a little bit can't go nowhere. And, you know, Sin melted that like, oh, we're your family. He like, girl, stop playing. And he's like, you know, she can't go. So y'all need to go. But um, Sanaya's dad is in the picture. And, you know, he has legal visitations. So he's about to come pick her up. And Tripp is like, what? Come pick her up where? And he's like, the house, smart guy. And he's like, oh, here I come. But before they do... Sanaya's like, don't be sad, Trip. My daddy says he's going to bring me back Monday night so we can fix Amani's hair then and then you can read me a story. And of course, his brothers are eating this up. They're like, fixing a doll's hair. You read bedtime stories. Like, what is going on? And then they also have a little song that they sing together that is so cute. And it's, oh, we're working on our L's and B's, our L's and B's, and the L and B sounds. You're my little bit, my love bug, my light bright, my ladybug. And I la 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 love being with you. Said I la 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 love being with you. And I thought that was so cute. And, you know, like, he thought his brothers were going to give him flack. But they just, they're looking at the little girl. So they're in love with Sanai now. So, of course, she's part of the family. <clears throat> and at... Since place when her child's father, his name is Aaron, he comes to get Sanai, like, Sin just says hi, and he's like, I ain't got time for the small talk, and Trip is just ready to blow up, and he's like, uh, Sin is like, can you not please just let it go, just let the baby go, and we ain't gotta have none of these problems. We are introduced to Chantel, who is Tamara's... I mean, not Tamar's, Tamir's ex-girlfriend. And, you know, they were together for a year, maybe two. But, you know, they broke up because of his betrayal and she, she left him. And when she comes to see him, you know, he's looking at her smirking like, mm, you look good. And she's like, you know, I just came to make sure you haven't got yourself killed. You're still here. And he's like, are you disappointed? She's like, I never wish death on you. You know, I was just pissed at your actions. So don't come at me like that. 
And Tamir wants her back, but not while she's still holding a grudge. And it's like, you cheated on her. Of course, she's going to hold this grudge. And his side chick lied, saying that she was pregnant by him. But I guess they never found out that was true or not. But she knows she knows that there's a possibility that it could have been his baby, which means that he did cheat on her. So she's done. And he says he was just wild and young. He never thought his chick would leave him. And I'm like, that just sounds like a young response because that literally makes no sense. If somebody tells you, don't cheat on me, like that's my one thing I'm asking of you out of this relationship, which you should definitely ask for more. But like the one rule is do not cheat on me. And that's what you do. So how are you surprised that I'm gone if I told you that would happen? But anyway, he gets her to come over by his bedside and he kisses her and he tells her, you know, tell me you miss me. And she says, I don't. I'm seeing someone. And he says, you belong to me. Let me find out you giving it away. And she's like, you know what? I, You gave up your rights a long time ago. And he tells her, I love you. And she pulls back and says, no, you don't. You can't love me and do what you did. So she leaves and just tells him, I'm glad you're doing better. Goodbye. And he says, you know, it's never going to be goodbye between us. I'm coming for you. And she just walks out the room because it's like, it makes no That makes no sense because otherwise, you know, why are we here in this situation? If you could do right, you would have did right. Trey takes Shamar to the mall and he's letting her go wherever she wants. And she hugs him and that makes him stumble back into someone else and the woman is like watch where you're going and Shamar tries to apologize but then we have this stare down between the woman and Trey and then next thing you know she drops her bags and flings herself into his arms Trey oh my god baby no one told me that you were out I missed you so much and then she starts crying and Shamara's like, uh, excuse me, what's going on? So Trey pushes the woman away from him gently, uh, Shamar notices, and says, this is my friend, Shamar. And it's just like, the girl's name is Katara. And so Katara has a friend with her. So they're smirking when Shamara just says, oh, this is my friend. And she leaves him alone. And he says he doesn't know why he introduced Shamar like that. He thinks it was the shock of seeing Katara. But, and this is the thing that gives, that kills me. He said, I ain't gonna lie. That bitch was still fine as fuck, but she has no loyalty. And I couldn't stand that. But he gets seeing her, you know, stuck in his mind. And then when Shamar is being introduced he's like oh that's just my friend how is that your thought process if this is somebody who's not loyal to you and you was gonna cuss her out why is the person you plan on cussing out and it's kind of disgusted by how do you introduce the girl that you call yourself falling for as a friend to this trifling heifer standing in front of you doesn't make sense don't add up niggas lying and he's like you know she's upset she don't even want to be around him so he's calling up Ty to see if he can go out and party because he needs to get his mind off stuff. So Ty tells him to postpone all that because 
one of Tripp's friends is opening a club and that's where they're going. And it's Memorial Weekend. So, you know, they're about to turn up. And he was like, are you in? He said, I can either pop bottles and pass blunts or deal with my girl's attitude. What you think? So they going out. So the moment that Tripp leaves from Sin's house, she's on the phone with Shamar. Cause she's like, I don't know what this nigga think. I'm not going to be sitting up in the house while he out partying. We going to go party too. I think she don't have, she didn't have intentions of going to the same place, but it's just like, we going out too. And they end up at the same spot, but she calls Shay first and Shay picks up crying. So Sin is like, I'm on my way. Don't even worry about it. And she says, I don't give a damn if Trey is there or not. His ass could get tag team today and I'll be waiting on trip too. And she said, uh, where are we? When she gets there, Shamar tells her to call Devin because they have another friend. It's a trio of them. So it's Sin, Shame, uh, Shamar, Shamar and Devin. Shamar says, call Devin. Let me tell you what this bitch ass nigga did. So, you know, our girl is hype. She just, she running down the story. And Sin is like, she ready to fight the whole family. Because she knows if she fight uh, Trey, she got to fight all the siblings. And she ready to fight Katara and whoever the little dusty broad is that Katara had with her. And Sin says, you know what? You're not going out like this. You're not finna go... You're not just going to sit in the house while he out partying. We finna get dressed and we going to go out. So that's what they do. Um, Sin gets her dressed in some real tight clothes. She put a sewing in her hair. She got makeup on, contacts. She got heels on. You know, like she just looking real good. And it's just like, this going to put him in his place. He think he going to play me to the side? Oh, no, baby. I got a trick for that ass. And so while Trey is in the club... With his brothers, you know, they have their own little booth in a section. They pause when the DJ announces Sin. Because Sin has a popular Instagram page that uh, she's known around the city. For like shouting out the hot spots. So people want to hear from her. So when they hear Sin and they see her walk on the stage. Trey is like, so where is Shamara at? Because she has, well, he has bodyguards on her. So she should never be without him. And... You know, like when he sees her, his mouth just drops open and he can't believe that she's looking like that. But before he can even get up, Katara and her friend shows up and plops down into his lap and she kisses his lips. And when he sees that Shamar's right there looking, he asks her, where are your clothes at? And she says, oh, hey, friend. I was just coming to say hi. But since you have company, I'm going to go dance. I'll see y'all later. So he follows what well, he tries to follow. But with Katara on his lap, he pushes her onto the floor and then follows behind her. And she's dancing with somebody and he runs her partner off. And she says, I mean, you getting kisses? Why are you trying to ruin all my fun? And this is start to fight between him. Basically, him trying to send her home. And she not having none of it. And then she's approached by a guy while she's waiting outside the bathroom for sin. And he's whispering close to her face. There's a bounty on the Kinsey brother's head. I'm going to make a lot of money bringing them down. And I know I can get to Trey by using you. 
I have a gun with me, so don't try anything crazy. If you scream or run when I move, I'll kill you right here. Do you understand? She nods her head and she follows him outside to his car. And when they get in the car, she starts to fight him. He slaps her across the face twice. But, you know, she just won't stop fighting because she's like, if she stops fighting, it could end right here. And she digs her nails into his eyes and starts screaming. And after that, he starts choking her. So when Sid comes out the bathroom, Trey is watching her and he sees her looking around. So he knows that something's wrong. So they get outside and that's when Trey gets a call. And, you know, when they get to her, they can see that there's a guy on the ground with blood pouring from his knees and her lip is bleeding and swollen. Her top was torn and her throat had fingerprints around it. So Trey, he turns cold. He's like, tell me what happened. And she runs down the story and he's like, you know what? Okay, cool. Y'all go back to the house. I got to go handle this. And she's like, no, please don't leave me. He's like, baby, I'll be back. But right now I got to go. So we get graphic detail of how he tortures this guy and just real nasty and it's just like what but when he comes back to the house he grabs her up and takes her back to his room and he's like you know i just need to be close to you and she tells him i can see myself falling in love with you and i'm glad you always come back to me so it's now four weeks later so we're a month later into this situation with everybody and shamar is ready to work but Trey is like, you know, I'll provide for you. Why are you so worried about working? Just relax. And she's like, you know, I want to use my degree and I want to travel. And, you know, he tired of hearing about traveling. And he's like, we'll travel. I'm just tied, on, tied down right now. And you can use your degree volunteering or something. And she's like, no, I did not spend years in college to not use my degree. And her parents pop up and she is not happy. She can't stand her mama and her mama. Like when she opens the door, she says, do you know how hot it is out here? I was just telling John, Jonathan, how oblivious you are to anyone else's feelings. And she's just talking, talking, talking. And Jonathan is her stepfather, who is a really nice guy. And he really don't pay his wife any attention until she just says something outrageous. And her mom comes in the house and says, for God's sakes, look at you. You know, with your weight problems, you can't go on around. You can't go around looking so slovenly. You have to accent the positives like. And then she doesn't say anything. So just trying to say like Shamar isn't cute. She's fat. She's sloppy. And Shamar is just like, why are you here, Catherine? Like she even calls her mom by her first name. And her mom was like, I raised you better than that. But she didn't. Shamar was raised by her grandmother. And that's why the house that they're in right now, her grandmother left to her instead of her own daughter. So she's like, you know, what is the purpose of this visit? Catherine says, I came to check on you. I'll leave you alone for a few weeks. And I hear that you've taken up with the wrong sort. And I know that that's uh, Tavian's influence and I'm like she's 22 and he's 17 what influence does he have over her and 
she calls him an unrepenting thug. And Shemar tells her, you know, like, don't talk about my brother right like that. Our reputation is too stellar for you to be dealing with the dreads of society. When word of this starts to spread among my friends, and I'm just like, that's all you worried about? Is your friends talking about this? And if that's your main concern, those are not your friends then. And how old are you to be having these thoughts? Like, lady, what? That makes no sense. But Shemai says, first of all, you have no friends. Second of all, who even knows I'm your daughter? You work too hard to hide that fact. So who knows that I'm your daughter to know who I'm hanging out with to know that that's a problem? But anyway, Trey comes downstairs. He got on a wife beater and basketball shorts. He don't put his golds in his mouth. And Shamar just knows he's about to aggravate her mama on purpose and he done heard the conversation. But um, Jonathan recognizes Tramel. He's like, oh, Tramel. But he's like, uh, your last name wouldn't happen to be Kinsey, is it? And Trey is like, Why? And he's like, I guess taught a class. And I remember a Tramel Kenzie being brilliant, intelligent. He was the most prepared person in the class. I know you. Like, you're great. And Catherine tries to sh throw shade. And it's like, you taught a course at a community college. And her husband is like Rice, actually. That's the name of the college. And it's like one of the most prestigious colleges in Houston, I guess. And... She's like, you took a class, but it's like emphasis on the you took a class at Rice. And Jonathan steps in and is like, if memory serves me correctly, you know, he graduated top of his class. And it's just like, so why are you trying to throw shade? Like, this is actually a very smart man. He just doesn't look the way you think a smart person would quote unquote look. And Trey smiles and is like, she's not slumming it as much as you thought, huh? And she has nothing to say say to that so as quickly as she came she's leaving right back out the door and trey tells her you do realize if i ever hear her talk to you like that again mother or not i'm going off katara pulls up on trey as well as the rest of his brothers at the stubs car wash because it's a weekly thing or a every other day thing that they are up there so she has her friend there to take pictures of her interacting with him like she's touching on his arm smiling up at him saying that she's going to be moving pretty soon to take care of her grandmother so she just wants closure from their I guess relationship it's never specified like what they had but he tells her you know we don't need no closure we good you can leave whatever but she starts to act as if she's crying so he agrees and the thing is he says i know this girl is up to something but for some reason as heartless people as heartless as people think i am tears get to me even when they seem fake so you know that she's up to something you know that the tears are fake so why are you still going to talk to her and her thing is she wants them to be alone so bad they were standing outside but then when she even goes inside the building, she asks the man who owns the place, you know, can we use your office? So it's just like, why do y'all need to be behind a closed door to have this conversation? And you can tell that she's up to something. So why would you not have it out in the open where everybody could see it? But before they even go in there, Tamir tells him, you stupid as hell. And he says, I ain't risking what I got. But that's exactly what you do. Because after this 
conversation and her making herself clear and it being over, you know, they're walking towards the door and he thinks it's all over. But she actually turns around and drops down to her knees. And he grabs her braids too long after the fact. Because it's like, you waited a few minutes or seconds before you actually pushed her off. But it was too late at that point because the door yanks open and there is Shamar, Sin, Devin, and all of his brothers looking at him. You know, with his self-exposed and old girl down on her knees. So, you know, he's yelling after her, but she's leaving. And she's out by her car, you know, throwing stuff out of her car and telling him, you know, don't talk to me. He grabs Katara by her hair and she starts screaming, saying, baby, don't do this. I love you. Um... Shamar grabs a tire iron and she starts messing up his car. She takes out the lights, take out the the uh the windshield, you know, and she starts to mess up her car, but Devin won't let her. And Tra- I don't know why I keep doing this. Trey goes to push her away and she falls down. And he tells uh, she tells him you know like Devin I want to I want to leave I'm done with this situation I want to leave so she gets into her car and leaves but let's back up though before that you know Devin was flying in so they all met up to go eat Sid is on Facebook and that's when she sees the pictures and she shows them to Shamar and it's one of Katara cupping his cheek smiling up at him and he's looking down at her smiling and you know they jump in her car the tray got her and they're rushing to the restaurant and she asked him if there was any more pictures and they were just constantly dropping on instagram and facebook and there's her rubbing his arm them talking her walking off and him following then them going in the, the storefront then going into the office and the caption says afternoon quickie with a question mark and you know like the little devil emoji and this is so crazy because it's just like she goes to the you know like they pull up to the car wash and Tavi is there and he tells her it ain't what it looks like and she tells him you are still my brother my fucking blood brother. I don't give a damn about no G-code. How you gonna let someone make a fool out of me? And then all that happens. And, you know, they jump in her car and they leave. But Trey turns to Katara and says, you better hope this can be fixed. Otherwise, I'm coming for you. And you'll be begging me to shoot you. And she has a smirk on her face. But after he says that, you know, ain't no smirk no more. And Tramiel shows up to Shamar's house a few hours later and she tells him you know you need to leave i regret ever messing with you so he hops up putting on his clothes and he's like okay cool i'm gonna find somebody that don't regret me being in a bed but before he leaves there's a wrapped gift and it has his name on it so he's like what's this and she jumps up like no give me that i don't want you to have it anymore and he's like oh no i like opening gifts and it's made out to me so i'm opening it it's uh under layers of blue and pink tissue she has a little pair of jordans and a card of a positive pregnancy test 
And it says, congratulations, daddy. And he said, you would keep knowledge of my seed for me, Shamar? And her only response is, you hurt me. And he says, congratulations, mouse. Now we're even. And so Trip and Sin say, I love you to each other. And he has to leave out for a few minutes. And it's actually to go blow up a house of a guy like they're having rivalry with that was behind the second robbing of their trap not with Tavi but the time after where Tamir is shot so they've been finding his businesses and his houses and they've been blowing them up and this time while they're watching the house like go up in flames a man and a little girl runs out and it's Aaron and Sanai and you know Trip is beside himself because he knows he's just destroyed his little family that he had going on. Because when Sin finds out what happened, you know, they're not going to be together anymore. And Trey is trying to check up on Shamar, but she's not talking to him. She ain't got no words for him when they have to meet up at the hospital. Because, you know, Sanai needs to be checked over. So Sin was there and she was there to support her. And he says, I don't give a fuck about what you think is going on between us. You better make sure I know everything about my baby. And Sin is having a conversation with Trip, And she says, do you remember the first time you came into my house? The first time you met my baby? And Trip says, of course. And she says, the very first time you met her, you pulled a gun on her. Tonight, you and your brothers could have, and you know, she has to stop. And it's just like, so you almost shot my baby. You almost blew my baby up. Like, you have to know that this is over with, right? And he's like, don't do that. I love y'all. And she's like, no, I can't be around you. Please leave. So Chantel left a set of her keys at a spa that she often goes to. And she goes back to pick them up. And the lady calls her by her first name. And she notices that a woman looks up and is Tamar. But when she sees what's in... Chantel's arms her smile disappears and she looks up at Chantel and says oh Chantel I know he was wrong but how could you do this and that is the way this first book ends of the beauty of this street love a Texas tale and I will be back next week with part two of this series you guys have a beautiful day, night, whenever you're listening. Peace and blessings, people.